Guts and Gore podcast does not cater to spoiler alerts. So if you uncultured swine haven't seen the film we're about to review and don't want it spoiled, then we advise you to kindly f*** off and save this episode for another time. Guys, ghouls, and ghosts. Welcome to the Guts and Gore Podcast. I'm your co-host, as always, Colin McAllister, joined by my other co-host, Molly. How are you doing today on this grisly, gory day? It's, it's grisly. Grisly. God fucking damn it. I was I, trying to pronounce everything right, and I always fucking I pronounce making, one thing wrong. I was making fun of you when I said grisly. <laughs> it wasn't real. <laughs> yeah, I used to say uh, lyrics all the time when I was growing up. I said lyrics for like yeah. two, three years. Yeah, and uh, what? What's that? And now what, I speak. What, what's that one <laughs> actor's name? Um, it's very famous. His first name's Richard. Last name starts with a D. <laughs> Dreyfus. What? Well, what do you always say though? Dreyfus. What do you say? How did you pronounce it forever? Um. I don't remember. Defreyus. Defreyus, that's right. Defreyus. <laughs> or what's that one female actress? Um, blonde, very good looking, very good actress. I don't fucking know. What her last name? Her last name. I don't even. You got. You got to tell me. I know. I I'm trying to think. She's. I think she's South African. Anyways, Charlize. guys. <laughs> oh, Charlie's Theron. Theron. Yeah, but. How do I usually do it? Yeah. I usually do Theron, right? No, it's Charlize, Charlize. Theron. Oh, it's Charlize. Yeah. Or something. I, you, I, yeah well, I you do. say like, you used to say like, Charlize, Charlize. <laughs> I don't even remember, but. It's just wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that part of my autism. It just, it, it, it takes those, <laughs> those words and connects them together in weird ways. Um, but anyways, guys, we have another episode here. We're recording on this Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Um, we kind of decided collectively, um, that, uh, it would be good to do some, uh, in season, uh, Halloween type of movies, you know, since we are, you know, in what is me and Molly's favorite month of the year by far, um, October where, um, yesterday, what was it? We did three, a triple feature yesterday of oh, yesterday and last night of horror films. Um, I think at the end of the month, I want to do like a little bonus episode where we just kind of go through all the horror movies we watch and just kind of like do little, you know, just little snippets on them and see how we, you know, kind of like what we did with the McAllister hours, you know, didn't we kind of do that? Keeping track. Yeah. I'm always keeping track on letterbox. That's fair. Yeah. Molly, I'm a prick. You remember you, you are dating and co-hosting with a prick. How does that make you feel? Not good. <laughs> Do you want to bail? Kind of. <laughs> have we gone too far? Has this? Do we have too many subscribers and viewers that you're more than you're comfortable with? We don't have any. <laughs> we have a. We have. We our last episode got like forty-seven views. <laughs> <laughs> Stop watching. No, it's, please, please, for Molly's sanity. Molly just did this to 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 make Coleman feel good. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, anyways, we've been teasing this enough. Um, this is a film that, uh, you know, I kind of discovered a few years ago and has kind of, you know, become like a modern day cult horror film. I think every, you know, kind of like Hereditary and a lot of films that we try to do here is kind of just one of those films that I think every horror buff kind of just has heard about at some point or loves or knows. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, guys, ghouls and ghosts, um, it is Trick or Treat um, from 2007. Written and directed by Michael Doherty. Doherty? 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 I don't know. I don't know. D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Produced by Brian Singer, which I thought was interesting. Uh, starring Dylan Baker, Rochelle Eights, Anna Pequin, and Brian Cox. Cinematography by Glenn McPherson. Edited, edited by Robert Iverson. Music by Douglas Pipes. Distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. Um... This movie had a budget of twelve million, 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 vanilla, million, uh, twelve million dollar budget, and you know I'm not exactly sure if this uh, gross number is right because uh, there just wasn't really a lot of information on this. I think this was just such an indie type of release that maybe either there wasn't the info or it really was this low. But the um, data from what I collected, um, the gross of this film was only $27,000, almost $28,000, which is like, I mean, that's less than 10%. I mean, maybe even close to 1% of what they're, uh, you know, what they spent on that movie. Um, but later on in DVD sales in 2009, it made $12 million. I think they did I, I i found out today they did an official re-release of this movie um earlier last year in october 2022 so just kind of interesting uh stats um on this movie the synopsis um trick-or-treat is a 2007 horror anthology film directed by michael dores who said set in a small american town on halloween night the movie weaves together four interconnected stories with a common t- theme of morality and consequences Throughout the night, viewers are introduced to various characters, including a secretive principal, a couple of twisted fetish, a group of pranksters, and a young girl on a quest for revenge. As the stories unfold, dark secrets and supernatural elements blend together, resulting in a thrilling and suspenseful experience that highlights the tra- traditions and folklore surrounding Halloween. Um, the, the fir- yeah, the first time I watched this, I think, was just like, it was kind of like right after high school, kind of in the middle of like my stoner phase and just like kind of i you know i used to do like these like month-long um films uh, you know film months where i would just watch one or two films like mostly serial killer movies i think i watched this film the first time around then and it just kind of you know i call this film like the pulp fiction of horror films that's kind of what uh, my nickname for this is it's just kind of a, it, it everything weaves together very interesting and it just is kind of that's something that has caught my eye from the beginning um molly what, what was the first time that you um watched this film do you remember? Four years ago. Okay. With, with me? You left. <laughs> I watched it in your apartment, and you had to go to work, or you did something. You, like, started it and then didn't feel like, I don't know. I just remember watching it alone in your apartment. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's yeah. weird. So you hadn't heard this before you met me? No, I'd heard of it. Oh, you had heard of it. You I just, just hadn't, hadn't get- watched it. Oh, okay, okay. And and <laughs> despite the fact that I had left, did that distract you from enjoying the movie the first time, do you think? No. No, you were like, fuck you, Coleman. I'm just going <laughs> to do it myself. I, I don't remember. 
but yeah yeah i don't know it wasn't very exciting you didn't think it was very exciting i'm not a big fan of this movie oh for real yeah oh oh interesting i didn't realize i guess i never really asked you no afterwards how you felt about it no okay interesting i didn't realize that well this will be uh this will be an example of a little debate between us then which is uh something that we've been saving for um uh, <laughs> um later on in the podcast series um yeah there wasn't really a whole lot um that i found on this movie in terms of like fun facts behind the scenes type stuff um except that the production was delayed actually two years um, I'm guessing probably just due to like budgetary reasons or whatever. Um, and only had a limited number of screenings at film festivals until um, it really gained its revenue on that DVD release. Uh, so, you know, kind of just a weird thing um, how little it grossed in the box, but kind of, you know, maybe it kind of had that, you know, that fight club effect. Or maybe that's how it was designed. I don't know. It was, like I said, there wasn't really a lot of information on that. Um, before we get into our favorite the good the bad the gory um we like to do a little thing called a little fun thing um called mary fuck kill molly what were your picks mary fuck kill picks for this movie if you had any <laughs> uh kill the principal fair mary red riding hood werewolf lady hmm uh. interesting and... can i ask why can i ask why mary the I just liked her. Just cut. You thought she was cute. Yeah, and I don't know. She seemed chill. <laughs> a chill werewolf. <laughs> yeah, and probably fuck one of her sisters. I don't know. Maybe Cinderella. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the targeted fuckable uh, trope of the movie, huh? That that group of. Well, that's how they got their dinner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly um yeah i picked uh to marry i picked uh the chick the um emma was her name the the wife in the beginning that had the robot the costume died immediately yeah well the reason was because she seemed chill she seemed like so you could just take her money when she died <laughs> exactly you could just be you know like it feel i felt like he just was like he could just she drink all the did time not, she did not seem chill at all she hated Halloween and thought it was stupid. That's true. That I didn't. And her husband's like, "Come on!" And she's like, "No, I'm taking down these decorations right now. It's Halloween night, and I'm getting rid of them all." That's who you t- you can't take it back. It's too late. You only get one choice, and you made that. So you're stuck with that. That's fair. I I thought of the aspect of the fact that like. Um, this woman is so far she's such a bitch that she's so far removed from a relationship that her husband can kind of just do whatever he wants (laughs) okay great so looking forward to my future (laughs) we try to go for comedic edge here at the or maybe we don't I don't know that's something that the co-hosts haven't figured out yet maybe i don't know molly if you were to rate this podcast so far on a scale one to ten <laughs> okay um, <laughs> i would fuck maria who um i was like the mixed chicken the or was she like asian i don't know it doesn't matter uh, you tell me <laughs> what you think the race of someone named maria is and maybe 
maybe you'll answer your own question. <laughs> we we should cut this out, maybe. <laughs> um, and then I would kill Charlie, who, who which sounds like a kind of a um, who's Charlie. The kid in the beginning who was smashing the pumpkins and whose head they was on. Okay. Here's the thing. Is you're pulling these names out of your ass like you actually knew them watching the movie. You had no clue. You had to Google I was, it. I had you I, you pulled up I care know. a list yes. of the cast and you're That's like, That's why I do. Hmm, hmm. Okay. That's why I do. So when I, I put say a description when I say it. who's that, you're like, oh, duh. It's of course I was the kid who I'm smashed sorry. pumpkins. <laughs> Oh my god! You didn't I, pay I, attention. I wasn't. I, I'm sorry. I really wasn't trying to say it. Like Mister, who is Maria, an Asian person? <laughs> <laughs> Wonder someone with a Hispanic name. God fucking damn it! You know, with all the controversy that our last reel got, I was really trying to like actually try to keep it tame this episode, but I it's impossible. Bombed I, immediately. I bombed. Oh well, guys. The favorite part of this episode for me: uh, the good, the bad, favorite the gory. Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? Favorite part of what? The favorite part of this. I thought uh, you meant the episode, as in like the episode of the show we watched him. Like it's a called a movie. No, no. I meant the favorite part of the episode we are currently in that okay. we are currently recording. Um, the good, the bad, the gory, where we dissect um, some of the things that we thought was both good, we thought was bad, and our favorite, the things that we thought were the most gory of the film. Um, what do you think we should start with today, Molly? Should we start with the good, or should we, you know, I, I kind of want to start with the bad. I kind of want to switch up this episode, nope. honestly, and just, you know, you don't... Stick with the schedule. Stick with, stick with the format? Okay. Um, co-host Molly signals that we stick <laughs> Um, so the first thing I really liked was uh, the smooth opening that this had with like the, um, you know, how I had the the old film kind of the, what was it like the old kind of almost like just go- government ad type of um, just film about like trick or treating in general. I just thought I kind of gave it like a fun aesthetic in the beginning. Um, I thought the acting by Dylan Baker, who the guy who played. <laughs> The guy who played the principal, um, who uh, we yeah we've seen. I kept trying. I was trying to think what else he had been in. I really should have pulled that up. Um, but you know, he. I just thought that he was kind of like the um, the like the actor that was on really on point in this film. That really just kind of brought the whole thing home in terms of the acting. I mean, they all did great, but I mean, he really shined. I thought. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought the set design was really great. I thought um, it had a good length for a horror film. Um, I thought like the whole twist of like the the group of women being werewolves. I don't know. Maybe that's something that's in hindsight I, it was obvious, and I was just oblivious to. But like, I just thought like even the first like the first time watching it that it was just kind of like a very interesting twist that happened. I don't know that whole like story arc with the like we said the sisters, the four women. I mean. I don't think it was, I think it was a twist, but you watch it again and like, they make, seems they make dog references and it's like, mother always said she was the runt of the litter or runt of the pack That's or true. something. And like the way they, they use like pack and stuff. That's so they, true. they make references to it, but if you're not, yeah. you don't know what you're looking for, then exactly. maybe not. Exactly. But I think that's a side of good filmmaking is like when you, you know, kind of watch something the first time through and they kind of sprinkle things in like that, but you don't necessarily get it until the very end. 
um and then you watch it again you're like oh this is almost like a little bit of foreshadowing when it foreshadowing in a way i don't know i think it's really cool um yeah so and i thought i thought like the moment um kind of towards the end of the film where what's the main do, you, do we know what the main character's name is i should really look sam that up. sam like the we're, like we're talking about like the pumpkin monster that yeah. has the bag over his head sam yeah sam um I thought the whole moment where we kind of have that reveal where he um, <laughs> opens the, the opens the razor blade, he like opens the wrapper and it's just like the the box cutter. I thought that was really funny. It's just kind of like a ridiculous like. Yeah, I bet you thought that was funny. What? Because you didn't notice it, you didn't pay attention. I giggled and you said what? And I said he just opened a candy bar and it call was a me, box cutter. Call me out. And you were like, oh, call me because out. I'm not gonna let you claim. I'm not gonna let you claim. Call that me out. You thought that was great when you didn't even notice it. Okay, sorry. I, sh- I should have given you that credit. That was that was Molly's problem. I don't even need problem. the credit. It's just I need it not to be yours. <laughs> should we AI your voice into that? Just just cut that out. Just make, make an AI Molly. No. Comfortable that. Um, okay, so another thing I thought was kind of cool about the movie, I, I, th- there's probably no relation at all, but this was just kind of something in my mind that I thought of um, when it came to there was the scene again towards the end where uh, he, the old man cuts. I think he cuts the hand off of the the Sam that character, and then the, the hand is like you know running around and like. I think ends up either stabbing him or slashing his Achilles or something. I don't remember exactly what. Or stabbing him in the foot. I don't remember exactly what the hand does, but I thought that was just kind of like a funny homage to uh, Evil Dead 2, which is one of my favorite horror horror films. Um, I just thought that was kind of fun. Um, Yeah, and like just the whole him like using the lollipop as a murder weapon. I thought that was kind of just clever and funny. And like, I don't know. Like, I guess everybody kind of thinks of the candy cane, but to just like bite off the. Lollipop and uses a stab. I don't know. Maybe that's been done before, but um, I thought it was, that was kind of a clever original thing they did. Um, and the last thing I thought was really good about this film is just like the, like, you know, like I call it like the pulp fiction of horror films. Like, there really just were a lot of tie ins to this movie, um, you know, in the plot. Like, for instance, how the bus driver, you know, kind of towards the beginning of the film ends up being who, you know, murders the kids, you know, the, the disabled, you know, special kids, whatever. Um, you know, drives the bus off, or, you know, drives the bus off the cliff, like, ends up to be later the older man. Um, how the principal, um, in the beginning of the film, who's, like, you know, burying a dead kid, um, you know, how he ends up later being, um, like, a murderer, one of the murders in the street that we're wondering who it is. And, you know, just the various times where other characters and juxtapositions happen throughout the plot. I just thought, uh, like, from, like, a storyline standpoint, how everything was laid out, I thought it was very nicely done, so... I don't know. What are your thoughts? What are, what are some of the good things that you, Molly, thought about this film? Uh, I liked Sam in general. Yeah. I think he's He's cute. fun. Um, I liked some of, I mean, I liked some of the gore that was in it. I, I like the fact that they tie into each other like the stories do. Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> but I don't think they did it well. So, like, mm. 
oh, like I liked the concept of it. I see. But but you, you didn't think it was executed well. No. Um, that's about it. Th- those are the only good things that you could think of? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I guess let's get into it. Uh, the bad of this film. Uh, do you want to start since you seem to have... Okay. Since you seem to have a lot. I'm just curious. Like, I, I, I'm not I trying just, to put you on the spot. I just feel like with the way like things all tied into each other like it i don't need it to be linear but like it just didn't seem to like quite fit well i didn't like the fact that like the end of it ended with the old man who like in the like in the beginning like you saw him like banging on the window but like the whole bus driving thing and like the it just feels like that was supposed to be like this big moment where it was like like oh see everything ties together and it just it didn't seem like it because the way like the order they showed things in made no sense to me like if the whole crash the bus drive driver crashes the bus thing is that big of a deal than like start and end with it if you're going to end with it like Hmm. The end should tie in with the beginning and it didn't really tie in with the beginning it tied in with another part of it the in the end more tied in with the middle. Yeah. Mm, I see. And so it just didn't feel like it was like super wrapped up together well and like some of the things just kind of seemed like I just think like you like the fact that the principal ends up being the weird vampire guy biting. Yeah. I think that's stupid. I can see that. Because I think he already had a role. That's a, like a, that's kind of a dumb coincidence. Yeah. I, like he I was already that. like he already killed the kid and like was teaching it like was going to carve the pumpkin or like carve the kid's head with his son. <laughs> and I feel like that, <laughs> that should have funny. <laughs> I feel like that should have been the end of his his part in this. Sure. Yeah. And like then like cuz he wasn't dressed up. He wasn't going anywhere. And then just all of a sudden, it's like, oh, some point after he passed out all the candy, he just went and dressed up and went out after trick-or-treating and after he did all those things. Like, But it doesn't even, it just doesn't tie, it doesn't tie in. It just seems random and stupid. I see. You, you feel like it's almost, it almost seems too constructed. Yeah. Mm. See, I guess. I Now, if he had, Sorry, if he had like had a costume on beforehand like if at his house or something or if he had like if they had put in like any bit of the whole thing of him like burying the kid and all that any of that had tied in because it made it seem like because he had the vampire fangs that he liked to bite people Mm. and like where did that come from just him being fucked up just but not my not like not like where in his childhood did he go wrong? Where in the movie do they ever allude to that? Oh, that there's he does like, that? Yeah. There's no, like, mm. it's just always like, hey, this guy is going around killing people and biting them. That is a fair point. They definitely could have. Like, their MOs are very different. Yeah. Well, and especially, like, you know, the film was capable of foreshadowing. So that is definitely something that they could have sprinkled in yeah. to his character. I, that's a fair criticism. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. I, I've always been a sucker for, like, the, you know, you always give me shit for, like, the tar- liking Tarantino as much as I do. But, like, he does that kind of stuff all the time, right? Well, I but I don't mind. Like, I like that. Yeah, that he happens, does it a lot but better. But he doesn't, it didn't do it well in this movie. Hmm. Interesting. That's fair. Like, 
I the part I did like like the part that I thought was good when they tied things in was like when all the girl the werewolf girls went to the party and like the couple in the beginning was at the party like something like that that makes sense I'm like oh okay mm-hmm. and then they got home afterwards but yeah I don't know the rest just was stupid you know speaking of tie-ins I don't know if you caught this but something I thought that was just really dumb and funny I don't remember oh it was from the that's right the kids the kids when they were trick-or-treating they the lady opened the door and they were like there was a hot dog guy fucking uh pig or something like that and then at the party at the end at the mm-hmm. werewolf party, there's this in the corner. They're like dragging a guy in a hot dog costume. I thought that oh, was just I didn't see that. yeah. I just thought that that was the funniest thing like, to like see. Like in. stuff like that is yeah. funny. That like I like stuff like that. But I just and like the whole the whole plot with like these kids gathering pumpkins and like going down to the like to the quarry where the bus crashed and like. So they're like gathering pumpkins and then they go to this girl's house and she's got a bunch of pumpkins and they're like, come on, like you're like she tells she literally tells like the older kid, the guy like you're on like get her to come with us or whatever. And like it just it makes no sense. They just wanted to scare her, but they didn't want her there. But that was yeah, I will acknowledge that that was really weird. It was really weird thinking about that. Yeah, it didn't like it didn't really make it. And then they were like sympathetic for her. Like the one guy was sympathetic for her, and the other girl was like, "Fuck that." Yeah, it just I don't know. It was bizarre. Yeah, it, it was like was this whole thing just meant to like they were just like we're just gonna fuck with uh, you know. The whole point of it was to introduce the bus and the crash. Yeah. And get someone down there, and it just I don't know. It just seemed lazy. Hmm. That's so. true. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Do you have anything else to criticize her for? I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh, actually. Okay, go for it. I thought the comic thing was a little bit weird. That was the point I had too. That was something I I thought was extremely unnecessary in this movie. It just made it no wasn't, sense. It wasn't consistent enough. Yeah, they they had it in. I think they had it actually in the film like maybe two or three times. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that many. And then it was just at the beginning and the end. It was just so dumb and random. Like it didn't. Yeah. I don't Unless know. this was like based off like a graphic novel or something. Like, but still, I don't know. I just don't think that part was executed well either. Like they could have, if they wanted to do like the comic thing, they should have like. I feel like it's as they like transitioned between like different stories like yes. make like do like a pop art like screenshot and then like zoom out and it's like a comic so then on to the next page or something like that so yeah something simple like sin city you know yeah. like they like that was a very good example of like blending it in where it's like we there were parts where we knew it was, it was a graphic novel a comic book yeah but then there were also parts where it was like oh you're immersed in the film yeah it had a good balance so so let me ask you this <clears throat> kind of i know this is kind of a weird detour within the middle of the segment but um you know this does have like a cult following in the sense there are apparently a lot of people that really like this film uh why do you think the reason for that is do you think they're just Uh, dumb i feel like i don't know maybe uh it's not about the film it's about the character because Mm, everything is sam yeah Mm, so that makes sense 
And it's not like it's like a tear. It's not the worst movie. It's just, I don't know. I don't really like it that much. But I just think it's overrated. I just think it's kind of stupid. But, like, it's... Parts of it are funny and enjoyable, which I like, but not enough of it to make it be like, that's the point of it. I don't know. Yeah. But I think the reason why it's so popular, I feel like, is for Sam. Like, you go to Spirit Halloween and it's everywhere. Mm, so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Makes sense. That You know, and that, like, it does seem to be kind of a... Um, kind of a weird sad aspect of film right it's like a lot of times the things that become cult followings are just shit <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I, like i personally don't think this is an example but like there are a lot of times where like things like random parts of like films that okay like a good example um and you know i know you and i may disagree on this but like uh what um uh rocky horror the Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture, Picture Show. Show. I think that is like the dumbest, one of the dumbest movies ever made. It's fun. And for some reason, it has like this enormous mass cult following. And like, I don't understand it. But like, I like, there just seems to be some aspects of the film that are just cheesy enough or whatever that was just attractive enough that people were just like, oh, I love this movie. And they were just in a certain time and a certain yeah, it's the th- part of the world. You're not I don't know. part of the theater community that gets it. So. Sure. And that's fair. I think it was just a time where um, there wasn't a whole lot of like LGBT representation and seeing yeah. seeing that was exciting and also I don't know it's like a I don't know it's a huge production thing like theater people love it yeah so. yeah I mean I was involved in theater but it was more of a yeah, but small you're not town a theater kid yeah it was there's a difference there's a difference between someone who participates in theater and a theater kid and like a person who is like insane yeah yeah i think when you hit for me it was like when i hit college you know because like the first time i went to college i was um going from each education so in that same realm met a lot of people who are in theater and stuff and yeah it, you realize at that point that oh this is like a completely like the two or three really weird kids in my town it was like that times a hundred yeah. Like the theater department, you're like, oh yeah. my god, these people are like a certain eccentric. type of person, eccentric, weird. They have a, they just have a Adam. They just are different people. I love theater kids though. <laughs> They're fun. You know, I think that's why the first time we met, I thought you were a theater kid. That's fair. You're like you're at least sympathetic to the theater kids. Yeah. that's the vibe at least. I would love to be a theater kid if I had the balls. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> um, one of the bad things that I've um, getting back into the bad of this film, um, you know, kind of going off what you just said, like there were kind of some parts, like the whole werewolf scene did kind of seem like a random part in this movie, like. Uh, like like I kind of I like the plot, but it was just that kind was of a weird. That was the only one jagged... that didn't tie into anything. Exactly. Yeah, it seemed really out of place. It yeah. seemed like okay, we're just gonna throw some werewolf shit in because it's Halloween. But and like it was gory enough and and you know satisfying enough and like the campiness and cheesiness of it. Like we said, the part where they're like carrying off the hot dog costume body, I think that was just they're so funny. Peeling the skin off. Yeah, well, that uh, I was going to mention that in the gory, but yeah, that was something that was really just just really freaked me out. Just the degloving of the skin. I guess I really did like the like the werewolf part of it. Like I thought that was cool, but it didn't fit with the rest of the movie. Yeah, like visually, fair. visually, it was like very every cool. other um, 
the other parts of the movie all kind of revolve around like the the jack-o'-lanterns mm-hmm. and like they're not like the like the centric part of it but like it's a part of it like so everything else has like jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkin theme and then there's just werewolves <laughs> yeah so yeah and like it, it, they might as well have just thrown in zombies at some point you know they what i mean kind of did did they the kids the undead Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. They were kind of zombies. They were like swamp zombies. Huh. Um, <laughs> something else that I thought was just kind of shitty was uh, at, before the bus driver's about to, like, you know, kill these poor kids and let them perish to their death, um, he, like, has, like, a whole box of candy. And you can see in the box of candy there's, like, like at least 30 pieces of candy, like 20, 30 pieces of candy. And there's, like, about eight. 10 kids on the bus so in theory you could at least it's like 18 they say they say the exact amount in the movie if you had paid attention did they really yeah because that's how many jack-o'-lanterns they got and brought them oh wait oh like 18 kids okay well the point is that they had way more candy than kids and the guy is just being a dick and just like starting to give just every every kid just like one piece of candy like they have a little pail and you just like like just drops one piece of, and you're like you dick you still are just gonna like you're gonna kill these kids and you're not even let them enjoy the candy before you fucking kill them but but that shows a change in him because then at the end of the movie when uh, he's all he gives a lot of candy he gives out handfuls to each Ooh, kid i didn't even realize that that's mm-hmm. interesting shows growth and, and progression it's the same kind of candy is it the same kind of candy? Like the shitty individually wrapped little like oh yeah suckers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. L- quick detour. What was your favorite kind of candy growing up as a kid? Like when you went trick or treating, you're like, ooh, I really want this fucking Twix. Twix. Yes. I really liked. Or the, the little tutti fruity little tootsie rolls that are like fruit punch flavored. Those are. So yeah. Good. <laughs> That's Leave weird. You know. Fruit punch flavored Tootsie Rolls? Well, so it's not Tootsie Rolls. Oh, it's like a... They're called Fruities. Those little oh, tiny ones so that always give text- out parades. It's the it's like the chewy, but it's fruit flavored. No chocolate. I see. Yeah. Okay. I think my, my two all-time favorite candies were um, the green apple caramel ones. <sighs> those are so I, good. Whenever they had those Halloween, oh my God, I would get as many of those fucking things as... Fuck, we should get some of those. <laughs> We should just get some of those in the house. This shit's fucking shit. Um, That and Skittles. Skittles was like my all-time candy. I fucking love that shit. I would eat that shit. Or no, Jolly Ranchers. No, I probably like Jolly Ranchers more than Skittles. I forgot all about Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, Jolly Ranchers were the shit. Those little tiny... I would go to the store and just like get like a whole little thing of 20 or 25 of them or whatever and just suck on the little just open the little see wrappers. i don't like sucking on things i like to bite it so oh really yeah yeah i'm a, I'm a sucker i guess <laughs> um what the one last thing that i thought was just kind of just dumb about this movie was that scene at the end where they have sam and like sam in the bedroom with the old guy and there's all like the bloody writing on the wall that just seemed kind of random like another thing that was just like random weird not place like what the kid just like just like has been in the room and just been writing on the wall and just wrote trick or treat just to like just to you know promo the movie well, so basically <laughs> i don't know it was weird well like sam is kind of like like 
the vigilante of Halloween justice. And so he was doing <laughs> mm. a disservice to Halloween uh. because he wasn't participating and because he's also a child demon. Yeah. <laughs> Trick or treat's the best, most important part, important part. And I don't think he was waiting there just like, he's, I'm sorry, but he's like a demon. He has put, he put his hand back on. You don't think he could just like magically make all that appear? You think he st- stood there for like 30 minutes and like secretly wrote on the walls? Nah, yeah. he snapped his fingers and it was there. That's probably true. That's probably a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, okay, the gory, the gory of this film. Um, like we kind of talked about some of these already but uh even like the part in the beginning where you uh the emma the the robot Mm -hmm. costume mom uh when the husband (laughs) no children wife whatever um wife girlfriend whatever uh when the husband comes down and it's like her i think it's her body hanging down and just has like like sucking her head Mm -hmm. yeah i thought that was really fun um (laughs) something that i just thought was hilarious was when um, the principal is burying the kid and the dog's whining. He just like takes the, the shovel and just chops off the kid's foot and throws it over. The finger? The what was the finger? I think it was just a finger. I thought it was a whole ass foot. No, it was, I'm pretty sure it was just a little finger. Okay. Well, the, uh, either way, a part yeah. of the kid's body <laughs> throwing it over to the dog. I thought that was just kind of, that was just gory and funny. That's, I got, I don't know, like going back to like Evil Dead 2, that's just kind of my flavor of horror film that just kind of, you know, rides that line. Um, I thought the part where, you know, you reveal like the kid's head just like on the table spinner. They're yeah. like, oh, we're going to carve the pumpkin's head. Don't forget to help me with the eye. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, kind of weirdly, you know, the last episode where we talk, um, where we did Hereditary, we talked about kind of like crossing that line in terms of like kids' death. Like rewatching this, I realized like this doesn't even probably more than that movie. I mean, talk about like headless children. That did yeah. it probably way worse, right? Maybe not. I don't know. I the mean, flies the were pretty ki- bad yeah, in hereditary. It was they were ants. Or ants, that's right. Um like yeah, he it was his head, but it didn't show anything <clears throat> and it was like still intact. Like there was nothing bad done to the head. Does that make sense? Mm. Like hers got smashed up and was clearly like distorted. Mm, and like his was fair. like everything's brought- so weirdly perfect about his head. <sighs> Yeah, and then they brought back then in Hereditary they brought back at the end of the movie like they had her yeah like decaying head on the yeah thing, which I did not realize until the last time the last time we watched the movie yeah um yeah like we said like the when the werewolves like degloved the skin I thought that was just really yeah, really grisly I liked it because it did was I say like it right they that were time? yeah I liked it because they like. They were like taking their clothes off and dancing, and it was all like, like ooh, like mm-hmm. that's that's hot, and then it's just like skin gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no more, too ah. far. <laughs> there was one guy in the theater who started beating off, and he was like, "No, too far, too far." <laughs> um, the last part I thought that was just that was really gory about the film was when uh, the old bus driver man is like him when his stairs are covered in the needles and the glass and he's like oh, yeah. climbing on that yeah, that also like they're just you know and that's kind of just another thing that i love about this film there's just a lot of moments that just got that just get under your skin in a way that just is kind of is at the core and i mean they, you know that's that's what we try to find here in the cuts and gore podcast uh what else did you think was gory about the film molly if you had anything else 
Not really. That came to mind. Yeah, that pretty much covered it. I liked the zombie kids. Yeah. And just like when Sam takes his little hood off and he's like a bony pumpkin thing. Oh, yeah. His face is pretty. Yeah, that part was wild. It's not gory, but. It's just creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the big reveal. It's the big yeah. monster reveal. I I mean I know you you didn't really like this film, but that's you know I feel like this film kind of had all those beats, like it had all those you know basic movie moments that you're supposed to see in a horror film. I don't know. Thought it all wrapped up well. Um, some other thoughts I had about the films, just some kind of other like you know where we kind of ponder some of the morality that uh, you know some maybe some of the choices that the characters have made, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the first thing that came to mind is how easy do you think in general it is to get away with murder on Halloween? Like in this movie, it seems like this movie. And we also recently watched scream Two, like two movies where just, I mean, obviously there's a films, but it just seems like it's insanely easy to just walk around covered in blood, dragging around bodies. Like nobody cares because it's Halloween. How easy do you think it actually is in real life to do this? If at all, I doubt it is. Um, I don't think people in real life would see something like that and be like, Oh, it's just Halloween. Yeah. I guess to what degree, like in terms of people being covered in blood or whatever, do you think people would be alerted or alarmed? Or like, how would people be able to tell? Like, you, I don't do you know. think it's just simple as like you know when you see a dead body type of thing? Kind of. Okay. I don't know. I feel like people, especially nowadays, are like super offense, offended by everything. So <laughs> they didn't like what they saw. They'd come tell you, and yeah. then they'd be like, "Oh wait, hey, that's not a fake dead body." True. True. Know. But there, I mean, there also are a lot of people like you know in our generation. I don't think it's a bad thing, but like you know, there is kind of a um, just like a rise in like the acceptance and following of like horror and like that entire yeah, you know, but I don't know movement. I I can't say for sure, but I just feel like I feel like you'd be able to recognize that something about the scene is not right. Mm, sure. So unless you're really autistic, like me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then you might be fucked. Yeah. Like the I, I there was this kid sorry not to detour too much, but there was this kid, uh his name is Joseph, and he would tell me that his dad worked at the hospital and for Halloween his dad would take a body from the morgue and would just nail it on their front door. <laughs> And you believed it. Yeah, that was they, that was like their Halloween uh, decor. And I, yes, I 100% believe that this is true. My gullible, dumb, yeah. idiot ass. <laughs> well, that just leaves you extra like prepared to not believe. You see someone with a dead body and you'd be like, oh my God, is that a dead body? And they're going to be like, no. <laughs> no, it's a decoration. And you're like, see, I've been through this before. I should have known that was a dead, that was not real. Carry on as you were. That would be the extra uh, nail in the door, as they would say in this circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Ronnie, um, R- Ronnie the Artard, as they called her. Um, Rhonda. The, Ro- Rhonda. Rhonda. It was just Rhonda. Rhonda. I thought Ronnie was her real name. Nope. Rhonda. Okay, my bad. Rhonda. Um. <laughs> the the. Slow- I don't think they call her Ronnie at all. Really? Uh, every time I, I heard, I heard Rhonda. Huh. Okay. Anyway. Well, anyways, the 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 one the kid that they're picking on. Yeah. Um. Do you think that she was justified 
in leaving all those kids there and not helping them up the escalator at the yeah. end of the really she just for them being mean like that she didn't believe him though uh, she thought they were still fucking with her uh, and they're like so? we're serious we're serious and she's like yeah right like i'm not stupid i'm not doing this again yeah hmm yeah that's fair i don't know it it, it seemed I like when I watched it both times. It kind of seemed like she was. It was more of like revenge, like "fuck you, you're about to die." Ha ha ha! I'm going. Nah, I always see it as she thinks that they're still messing. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm not gonna risk a ch- like I'm not taking any chances." Hmm. I guess I didn't think of it that way. I don't know. I still feel like you should take the risk. She also had hit her head. Hmm. So true. So maybe she wasn't thinking clearly. Yeah. Fair, fair. I would like to think that I would have let them in and brought also them they up. were mean to her. Yeah, but there's there's a level of being mean where it's like, is it really justified in murdering her. them? What? They can cuss her. But I don't think they did that on purpose, though. Did they? they didn't, like, hit her on the head. I think she just, like, tripped. Yeah. What happened? Did she just trip and fall or something? Or Something like that. I yeah. can't remember, but... No, you they didn't remember. do it on purpose, but they... For some reason, it... See, this is why I don't like this movie. It's like, I don't even know if that was the purpose of them going down there, was to get her and scare her, because it didn't seem like they wanted her to come along at first. And then they... The, then it was like, the whole point was to get this girl down here and scare her. Like... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know. I, I guess I. I never really thought about how inconsistent that was yeah. until now. So. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I. I. I do see your point. I think it, it probably in that moment I can see now how she, maybe would have thought that. But like I said, I think I. I personally would have been. I would like to think I'd be somebody to be like take the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, these people need help. Not I everybody, probably wouldn't not, have. Dev, not everybody can be as good as me. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody can be as gullible as you. <laughs> or as gullible. Because yep. you would let them in because you'd be like, oh, no, they mean it this time. <laughs> and then they would do the exact same thing to you again and scare you again. <laughs> and you'd be like, I thought I was shaving you. I thought I was your friend. And they'd be like, no, bitch. I am a gullible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've tricked you for the last four years. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> I knew it. Mm-hmm. I had my suspicions this whole time. You just wanted to be a co-host on this horror podcast. Yeah. It was all leading up to this moment. I'm just waiting for you to die so I can have your parents' money. <laughs> my parents' money, but most importantly, the podcast. Yeah. Molly taking a hold of the McAllister hours, the guts and core and the unfiltered or the unhinged and uncensored podcast. Mm-hmm. You, are you ready when I die to podcast with Lolo every Tuesday? Yep. <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> okay. Uh, what last one last question. Uh, when do you think adults, if they haven't started already, will start trick or treating with alcohol? Um, my thought was that they're just going to start, like they're they're just gonna have like little shot like little uh shooters and they're just gonna like little drop a little shooters in bags and adults are just gonna be like trick or treat they're just gonna drop little shooters <laughs> they're just gonna walk around drunk there's gonna be like the after hours uh adult trick or treat 
and you have to like turn your li- keep your light on if you want to participate. I think that's going to be a thing that happens in the future. I think our generation oh, okay. is going to keep that alive. Yeah. So what part of that is a question? Last question. <laughs> Let me tell you about this idea I had where adults go trick or treating for alcohol. My question. Your answer. <laughs> My question. Seven. I don't know. Mars. Not question. You just wanted. It was just, you a, just thought. Wanted, it was just a thought. You just wanted a way to work in some stupid idea that you had in passing, and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this fit somehow in here, and people are gonna think I'm so smart. <sighs> Guys, this is the last episode of the Guts and Core podcast. I speak for the people. You speak for the pricks. I speak. I speak for the people. This is why we do this, though. This is the dynamic of the show. We have two opposite ends of the spectrum coming in, in this circular coffee table that we have around us, coming to a central place and having a discussion, an exchange of ideas, and having all these things happen. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. You just wanted to work in the coffee table again. That you got a new coffee table in here. <laughs> always, I'm always trying to. I'm I'm trying to boost our shit. I'm trying to yeah. make us look like top G. Somehow make smiling. a reference in regards to your new chair as well. My new chair, my beautiful new chair that is. Uh, uh, this podcast Yoleo. is like a really nice chair that has a massage <laughs> thing in the back. Uh, <laughs> it's it's comfy, and it makes you feel good when you listen to it. Just like sitting in this chair. Guys, this podcast is sponsored by. No, I'm <laughs> um, did you? <coughs> excuse me. Before we get into um, our final scores, our final ratings, Molly, is there anything else that you want to say about this film? Any other thoughts you've had? Anything else to add to um, what we've talked about today so far? No. No, you're pretty. You're. I, I think I said what I needed to you're, say. You're over trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> you had to. I honestly did that by accident. I honestly did that by you, accident, and I just went with it. I was just know, like, "Okay, I'm gonna." You know the just... saying: "You can't teach an old dog new tricks." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't teach you new tricks. Yep, I am an old dog. I am I, at this point. I'm. You're not there. even. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm an old you're dog already, in a young dog body. <laughs> you're already ruined and can't learn anything new. I don't. Do you remember someone came on your podcast and you, their name was Gabrielle. They went by Brie. <laughs> and you're like, Gabriel. <laughs> no, no, Gabrielle. Okay, Gabriel. And she's like, just call me Brie. And you're like, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally can't learn it's like something is broken in there what do you what do you put on a sunburn what do you what do you put on a sunburn um aloe good job not a low not a low not a real word this is the clip this is the clip I love hard clips have nothing to do with the movies that we... No, it's just me insulting you every time because (laughs) you suck. It's either you insulting me or me saying just some fucking wild shit. It doesn't end. Um, Anyways, so... uh, So what would you rate the movie Trick or Treat? (laughs) R. 
so I guess overall, like I said, um, I consider this like the Pulp Fiction of horror in my mind. Maybe a lot of people, you know, maybe not a lot of people, but maybe some people consider that a stretch. People like you who don't think this is a very good movie um, may think that, but you know, I I, <laughs> I think that it has uh, has a lot of uh, um, interesting story development. You know, I think it has a good score, good cinematography, good set design. Um, so my Gort score for the film is a seven out of ten. And my final score for the film is an 8.5 out of 10. You've learned. <laughs> I I am not confirming nor denying that. that I've learned. But no, I truly just felt that this was just a central solid. Like, you know, when you give like a great, when a grade, when a paper is just like a solid B plus or an A minus, it just sits right at that. You know, so that's my justification for giving it a solid 8.5 out of 10 as a final score. I'm like, what would you give this film, uh, both in terms of the goriness and the final overall rating of the film? I guess gore, I would give a six. Um, overall, probably a four and a half. Mm. Maybe a five, but. So I'll have to go with 4.58. Okay. 4.58 no, for Molly. It's 4. 5, 4 <laughs> nope, it's it, we're putting it's on the screen. For Molly's <laughs> was, score is 4.58. Nope, that's too late. 4.58 for Molly. Um 8.5 for Coleman. Um guys, we thought that I was the brick of the show, but apparently Molly is for having a what was it? A 4.58 rating. I said, <laughs> I said four and a half. <laughs> it was a joke. I don't mean it. <laughs> that was an example of reverse psychology. <laughs> Really? That's the wrong term. That's not what you did there. Uh, Coleman's an idiot. That's the that's the subtitle of this episode. It's Coleman's an idiot. It's the um, table has turned. The table. table. Not reverse psychology. <laughs> There's still a reversal in there, so it works. I'm, I'm claiming it. That reverse works. is not in there at all. But the idea is there. Because you're turning the tables, so you're reversing the tables. Oh, okay. And then you're... Okay. <laughs> so along that line... Like when you turning... play Uno, when you play Uno, it's yeah. a little reverse yeah. side. It's yeah. a little circle that side, That makes sense. You know? So we're also talking about Uno. Turn signals. <laughs> um, yeah. What else has reversals? Uh, backing a car out of a driveway. <laughs> all the same thing, really. Yep. You wouldn't get it, Molly. You, I wouldn't get you, it. You, you don't understand film. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why you reverse psychology and the table turning are the same. Because yep. film. Yep. Okay. Yep. You would get it. You're I not. mean, it's the same thing, right? Yep. Film turns in the real. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Of course. <laughs> yep. You're special. <laughs> There's something special. You know that? It's a good thing you, you didn't go to school for film. <laughs> Goodbye, every No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that one hurt. That one hurt. That one hurt. Good. Yeah. You'd ask a question. They'd be like, why did you put this in your film? And you'd just be like, film. <laughs> and they'd be like, but why? Film. <laughs> I wanted, uh, like, oh, suddenly the person you thought was the good guy was the bad guy. Why is that? Reverse psychology. <laughs> that makes no sense. Film. They'd be like, Coleman, why, why, did, you, why did you do this? Roger Ebert. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. 
Stanley Kubrick! <laughs> okay. Um, guys, guys, ghouls, guys, ghouls, and ghosts. This has been the Guts and Core podcast. Um, I'm your co-host, as always, Colm Cowster, signing off with Molly. Uh, Molly, do you have anything to mention before we wrap this up? No. No. <laughs> Why do you ask that question? I never have anything. <laughs> okay, I'll stop asking. <laughs> this is, guys, this is, we're recording. This is the last episode that I ever asked Molly if she needs anything before. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the Guts and Gore podcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Um, check our other podcast, McAllister Hours. Um, every, your other podcast my other, po- my other podcast well you is, assist this is about you you help and assist it's all about you <sighs> okay fine don't go Film. watch don't go watch the Macau Stars fuck the Macau Stars podcast it's oh, a stupid ass podcast he's using that table turning yep. on us yep <laughs> because of film that's why <laughs> see that was reverse psychology <laughs> that's what reverse psychology is not not what you said before <laughs> guys I'm an idiot uh, signing off <laughs> Peace. Have a good night.